What's going on, everybody? Will Brinson here with another Pick 6 podcast. My voice waning because I was at a wedding all weekend. It's Sunday night. We're recording for you Monday morning. We're daily now, every single day, 30 minutes, six topics, roughly those parameters. Hit you for your commute. Subscribe, rate, review. If you, if you leave a five-star rating, that's great. If you leave a review that says kind things and you like it even better, joining me once again this week, Ryan Wilson. CBS Sports, NFL writer. What's up, buddy? I'm pumped, can't you tell? This You and I have been doing a podcast for a long time, just like speaking on, on the podcast machine and talking to each other. And we always do these, like, we'll, we'll talk for like 10 or 15 minutes before the show and like, you know, get worked up yelling about various things and people. Um, and, and we didn't do that this time because it's Sunday night. It's like 8 o'clock, slow news day. You're working. I drove three and a half hours uh, with my family. After uh, staying up late for my cousin Aaron's wedding down in Holden Beach, and we're both uh, both kind of dragging, seems like, right? Where's Holden Beach? It's uh, like in it's like forty five miles south of uh, Wilmington. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah. So it's that's a hall towards South Carolina border. Yeah, it's a hall. It's it's like in between Myrtle Beach and Wilmington. Uh, we went and had lunch, had a nice shrimp burger at uh, at the Proco, the provision company down there Is on that Saturday. Yeah, shrimp burgers Never- are good, man. Never heard of the Proco. Proco is a fun little spot. Drank some beer this weekend. That was exciting. You don't say. Yeah, I know. People will be surprised to find that out. I'm actually Let me, drink- uh, over under two days. I'll, I'll say two days. I'll say, uh, I'm guessing you probably had more than beer. Uh, drinks over under in two days. 18. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Way over. Way uh, over. That is what we call a problem. <laughs> well, perhaps. I mean, I would say. I went and played golf with the grooms, um, the grooms, the groom and his and his buddies uh, at a part of this little goat track par three course on Saturday morning, and I mean I had my first beer in hand at nine thirty. So as one does, yes, yeah, I would say probably uh, over under like forty two for the weekend. Jeez. Well, congratulations on I'm driving home <laughs> and still standing. Yeah. <laughs> at least I didn't have my kid and dog in the car, my brother and, and wife. Um, anyway, the, the audio spiked quite a bit when you, when you said 18 and I laughed. Let's dive into the topics. You know, you know, it works five topics. First of all, I didn't watch it. Maybe you did because you talked about it on CBS Sports HQ, the streaming sports service that we offer at CBS Sports. Go to CBSSportsHQ.com 24 hours a day. Gets you the latest news. No BS, just sports. How did Johnny Manziel look in his spring debut, Ryan? Well, he looked like Johnny Manziel in that he uh, two arms, two legs, short haircut, <laughs> wore a helmet, played for a team that wore brown. Uh, he was part of the the capital T-H-E Spring League, capital S, capital L, which is a developmental league, a minor league. Uh, <laughs> has a two-game season, so he uh, played on Saturday. They play again on on this Thursday, and that'll be a wrap. Basically, it's a it's a way for NFL scouts to get eyeballs on players who didn't otherwise have chances long after their college careers have ended. So uh, Johnny Menzel, for reasons that we all know about, was back out there doing his thing. Um, they had nine days of practice, it sounds like, and he was uh, uneven. But I mean, it wasn't totally a surprise. He said. All the right things afterwards in the locker room. I think he finished 9 for 15, 83 yards. He had a one-yard touchdown, threw a uh, nice little 30-yard pass to the sidelines and did the old typical Johnny Manziel str- uh, scramble. So that, that was sort of reminiscent of his days at uh, Texas A&M, not so much in Cleveland. But I think the bigger takeaway for me is his comments after the game. He seemed very contrite, very sincere, 
talked about uh, sort of getting back on the straight and narrow, and he sounded like he meant it. We'd heard him after he was cut by the Browns in, in March 2016 say things, but you saw him and you're like, this guy has probably been drinking, uh, maybe other stuff. He's you know clearly been partying, maybe with or without Josh Gordon in that big house in Los Angeles. This seemed completely different. He's married now. He says his wife's sort of a, a stabilizing factor for him. And, um, yeah, he sounded good. He sounded disappointed with the way uh, – parts of the way the, the game went, and that's what you want to hear for someone who wasn't perfect. But here's the deal. Uh, is he going to play in the NFL again? Because if he doesn't, plan B sounds like he would go to the CFL, and, and that's a two-year commitment, which means he'd be 27 or 28 by that time, by the time that's over. Yeah. Um, I think – I think he's going to play in the NFL again. I don't know if it's going to come for another two two or three years, but here's the deal. The NFL needs quarterbacks, and he, when he's got his head on straight, can be a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's still intriguing, and that's the thing. And, um, you know, we saw Robert Griffin III got another shot, and he's on his third team now. He you know, he played for the Redskins, of course, and bombed out there. Played for the Browns, wasn't good. Played for uh, now. Now gets a shot with the Ravens. I don't know that he's going to end up sticking with the Ravens going into the season. Eventually, he could be cut if they decide to draft somebody. But Manziel, because of the attention he brings and the the flair he has, and I think the ability of, of people to believe if they get Manziel to maximize what his skill set is, he can win. That he will get another shot. Uh, but he, he's going to have to play well. He's going to have to. I, I think. I think teams are going to need to see him go through one more season. That, this is just my theory. One more season of being clean, you know, being able to get on the field and play, and that might involve going to Canada for two years. You might be right. Um, the other big, the big off-season chatter, uh, and we're getting rid of the ding feature, by the way. We'll just add sound drops later. Um, are the Odell Beckham trade rumors now dead, Ryan? Well, according to uh, Ralph Bacciano of yes. SNY, yeah. Uh, he sort of couched it. Uh, he, he issued a couple caveats. He, he said, yes, the Rams were asking because what's the harm in asking? Yes, other teams are asking. But once they heard that the uh, asking price was so high and, and while there weren't any specifics mentioned, we know last week that Adam Schefter said two first-round picks, which is crazy talk, and, and no one in the right mind is doing that, that the, the, the uh, trade talk sort of simmered down. Now, here's the deal. Tomorrow, Monday, is the first day of off-season conditioning program for the Giants. There was some concern that Odell may not show up, but uh, ESPN reported and our buddy Jason Lockerford confirmed that Odell is expected to be there for the medical check. But after that, he ain't going to be around until he gets a new deal. And I think we talked last week that he's looking north of Antonio Brown money, which is $17 million a year. He's not worth that, but that's sort of like saying Kirk Cousins isn't worth $30 million a year. You still have to pay him that. So um, I don't know if I floated this theory with you or with um, the, the radio spot I did last week. Uh, here's what I do. You sign Odell Beckham for 18-whatever. You make him the highest-paid wide receiver. Draft the wide, uh, quarterback in second pick. Let Eli play 2018. Move on. Use that money. And, yeah, we talked about this. And you do the uh, Eagles slash Rams uh, plan for rebuilding the team with everybody yeah. else while your quarterback's still cheap. Yeah. If you, look, and even if even if you don't do that, like, like regardless of what you do if you're the Giants, Odell Beckham has to be in your plans. He's one of the three best wide receivers, or three or four best wide receivers in the league. At the, at the, at the, the very worst, Odell Beckham is a top five wide receiver. He's hadn't even finished his rookie contract. He's done some dumb stuff off the field, but he's too good 
to either throw a rookie quarterback or an aging Eli Manning out on the field without him. And I think at the end of the day, these rumors end up being simply, um, you know, a, a machination for trying to get him to lower his value. By the way, would you trade Odell Beckham straight up for Nick Foles? No. No, right. But that, that's and like I the, mean that from the perspective of the Giants being idiots. But that's like it. the but that's like the asking price of um of those two guys. You know, like that like they both no. have the same asking price. Well let me ask you this. Would you trade Odo Beckham straight up for Jimmy Garoppolo? If you're the Giants? Ooh, no uh, yes. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And guess what? He was a second round pick. I mean they got a second round pick for him. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're not yeah. Would you, I'm trying to th- and and Garoppolo, by the way, we only had eight games left on his contract when they traded him too. So it's similar yeah. to Odell, who only has 16. Worth then, mentioning, uh, Vacciano pointed this out. He said, if there is a team that might be interested in, in Odell Beckham Jr. the third, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, sure. Uh, for the very reason I mentioned, give give Jimmy Garoppolo a weapon, and uh, I'm sure Mike or excuse me, Kyle Shanahan could find new and interesting ways to use Odell out there. He would be awesome in a Kyle Shanahan offense. I don't know if you're the 49ers if you can give up. Well, give up number nine and then. Hope you're good oh. next year. And I wouldn't give up a number nine for Odell Beckham. I'd give up number nine for Odell Beckham. Well, let me put it to you this way. The uh, Patriots gave up a number 23, or the Saints uh, got the well, – how'd that work? The Rams gave up the 23rd pick to get the Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Cooks from the, from the Patriots. And on the, and same, while, on the exact same deal because eight and a half million bucks. That's right. And while Cooks is an Odell Beckham, he's 75% he's not, of Odell Beckham? Maybe. All right. 70 65 to 70 percent? 73 and a half percent of it. In that offense, uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. In that offense, how much more productive would Odell Beckham be than, than Brandon Cooks? In, in the LA Patriots offense? offense? No, no, the, the Rams offense and that, with that team around him. I think he'd be a lot more effective. I think Odell yeah. Beckham's a, a lot better than Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Cook. he is a lot better, but how many, there's only, you know, as the old saying goes, there's only one football. You got Todd Gurley. Yeah, sure. I think if you had Odell Beckham on that team, they would be the NFC favorites, but maybe I'm crazy. Mm, they're close now. They are. They are very close now. Uh, speaking of teams that, now nah, I got no segue for it. The Steelers are one of many teams. <laughs> I'm rewriting I'm about this for this week. Um, I, I think that there are like 23 teams out of the roughly 29 that have a first round pick that could draft a quarterback. Should the Steelers, your Steelers, draft a quarterback in the first round? Well, let me preface that by saying uh, Mike Tomlin had dinner with Lamar Jackson in Louisville mm. at his pro day. Uh, they were all up in Mason uh, Rudolph's business at Oklahoma State. Uh, Mason Rudolph went on the NFL Network the next day, and he was asked which coach he would love to play for in the NFL. I'll give you one guess who he said. He said Mike Tomlin? He said Mike Tomlin. Wow. So clearly there's some love there. I, I think – Rudolph may be a better fit on paper than Lamar Jackson, only because Lamar Jackson seems dead set. And our, our buddy Jonathan Jones wrote about this website.com, how his mother and he both are dead set on him being solely a quarterback and nothing else. And I'm not saying that he would get drafted for the Steelers and be made into a wide receiver, but there's been comparisons drawn to Cordell slash Stewart from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, either guy, I do not think the Steelers should draft with the number 28 pick in the 2018 NFL draft because Roethlisberger, unlike a year ago when he said he might retire, now says he wants to play for another two or three years. And they have huge needs at inside linebacker, uh, big needs at safety, edge rusher, and even cornerback. And if you, you've written about this before, running back comes before my mind quarterback. Yeah. So not only that, so the six quarterbacks have possibly gone the first round. If you're getting Mason Rudolph, who's considered the fifth or sixth best quarterback, what, I mean, 
how good is he going to be? Uh, guys bust out all the time. The the Broncos traded for for uh, Paxton Lynch. He's not very good if they keep trying to to get guys to replace him. In the latest is Case Keenum. So I I don't think you make uh you know you sort of stretch for a quarterback at the end of the first round when you have you know five legitimate other needs. Yeah, and I think too the Steelers are a lot like the Chargers in the sense that of course they both have older quarterbacks, um, later to mid round picks, and when you see what where they are. That the Steelers are in win now mode. I mean, they have Antonio Brown under contract. They have Le'Veon Bell with one more year left on his, you know, franchise tag playoff thing, assuming they don't sign him. Ben Roethlisberger probably has three years left. The most. Right? I mean, he could, I mean, he talks about retiring every offseason. It's been kind of quiet this offseason. Um, if, if you're the Steelers and you have that defense that's, that, that was very good until Ryan Chazier got hurt, you have a great offensive line, you have all these weapons. If you, I get that you have to think long term, and if you love a guy, take him in the first round. But the risk you run is you might lose that piece that helps you win a championship by not drafting, but by deciding to go quarterback in the first round, right? Yeah, and not only that. I mean, we had this conversation about getting the quarterback <laughs> this rookie deal. Uh, Mason Crosby is going to be three years into his five year deal by the time he gets on the field, right. and then and then what? You well, pay a guy? I do. I do think that um, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, at least. The fact that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a fifth-year option kills them now because they they could have kept him if he'd had a fifth-year option. Yeah. And so I think that I think that Belichick and I wonder if other teams aren't thinking the same thing. If I'm thinking that other team, NFL teams have to be taking it because they're much smarter than me in, in some yeah. cases. Um, that's very kind of you. Yeah. Um, if if you see what happens with that quarterback and you and you you want to get a young quarterback as a future replacement for your current starter. That fifth-year option is massive. It also opens up your window. But you have to pay him. Sure. And then eats up your – and look – I mean, look, I'm not trying to blame the Seahawks because they had a great run. But look where they are now. I mean, they started Russell right away, but they paid him, and, and everything else is falling apart around them because they didn't do a great job with the rest look, of the roster. Look so, at the Ravens. Ooh, boy. Joe Because Joe Flacco's first big contract was his – Was right after they won the Super Bowl. But that was after his rookie deal, right? No, yeah, he went into the final year of his rookie deal in 2012. They yep. won the Super Bowl in That's February right. 2013, and then he got PA'd. Yeah, you have, but you have that you have that window when those guys are on that. That's sort of the new the new model that teams are the teams are yeah. utilizing to build. And I think everybody have, has anybody actually written about it, or do people just talk about it? Well, written about what the the new model with the the rookie quarterback? Oh yeah, that. I've seen it around. I, I feel like probably I feel like maybe Danny Kelly, the Ringer, There's somebody has at the Ringer's about written that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe Barnwell at ESPN has done something, but I feel like it's been around. And um, yeah, it seems to be sort of the thing. But you got to hit on the quarterback. That's the deal. You right. can't have some, you know, jackknot out there. Well, well, I mean, well, Dave Gettleman's pointed out, and he's not wrong. If you if you miss at a quarterback at the top of the first round, it sets you back multiple years. Uh, yeah, because you end up chasing your tail trying to figure that one out and right. miss out on all the other pieces you need to to fit around them. Would you rather have Mason Rudolph or Darius Geis if you're the Steelers at number twenty eight? I would rather have Mason Rudolph. Ooh, I'm not a big first round running back guy. You could I'd get change. you could get like Sony Michelle in the second round. That's a, he's a name that other people uh, that I've or heard Ronald, Ronald Jones or trade up or get one of those. I, so, I, do you think Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Fournette have, were ever drafted? No, I think they were properly drafted. But if I'm the Cowboys, I would rather have Jalen Ramsey and Jordan Ooh, Howard. Hello. Right? Amen. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Zeke Elliott's been great, but like the the Jaguars. By the could, way, that means that Zeke Elliott was ever drafted. Well, right. <laughs> but I mean, but the Cowboys, like the Jaguars, could have gone with. Um, Deshaun Watson at four, and then come back and take in Alvin Kamara, who people really liked in the yeah. second round, and all of a sudden, you know, they'd be just as good, if not better. But 
just as good. I think they'd be slightly better. I mean, we all well, look like right. Bortles, but they'd come be, on. They'd be, they'd be much better. They would have had Deshaun Watson and, and Alvin Kamara. They would have been yeah. insane last year. But no Jalen Ramsey. Speaking of quarterbacks on cheap deals, should the Eagles be worried about the long-term health of Carson Wentz? Uh, I'm hesitating because, in general, no. He's coming back from an ACL injury, and typically quarterbacks fully recover. I mean, Tom Brady blew his up in 2008, and he's been fine ever since. Um, but he's not Tom Brady in that he's not a pocket passer. Carson Wentz's big thing is being mobile, running the uh, the uh, run-pass option, and sort of, you know, you mentioned it earlier, doing what sort of what RG3 did early in his career, taking on blockers for no clear reason and getting blasted. Um, Russell Wilson, to his credit, is a scrambler, but he knows how to not get hit, and it's infuriating for defenses to try to take him out, and they continually miss him or hit him late for 15-yard penalties. But uh, Frank Reich, the new coach of the Colts, who was the office coordinator in, in Philadelphia for a few years, said he told Wentz after his rookie season, basically, uh, look, man, you got to find out a way, find a way to, to quit getting taking these hits. And basically, uh, he said Wentz went in one ear and out the other. He said it's not my playing style. Now he tore his ACL in, in Week 14 last year out in Los Angeles against the Rams, and sort of a freak play. I mean, it wasn't like he was freelancing. He just dove into the end zone. His knee got hit by two different players. Right. Um, so the, the thinking is that he's going to come back and be ready to go for the start of the season, but he will not be his same mobile self until about October, November. So I don't know if that means that you roll with Nick Foles cause he's completely, you know, he, you know what you have in him or do you sort of force Wentz to stay in the pocket for the first month and he has to feel his way around while the team sort of adjusts around him. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching Wentz was it. It was his rookie year because he was against the Browns in week one, right? And, and it's, you see him a lot, but you, you would watch him and he would have, he would purposely seek out contact. And that's a scary, that's a scary trait. Even for a guy as big as like Cam Newton. That's, that's not what you want your quarterback to do. You don't want your quarterback out of the field looking for contact. You want your quarterback doing what Russell Wilson does, which yeah. is scramble and t- get out of bounds or slide way too early. And Wentz treats it like a linebacker, a lot like Andrew Luck. I mean, and, th- and that's how those guys end up getting hurt. And when you have a guy coming off an ACL who's going to be struggling to trust his knee, struggling to trust his legs, struggling to adjust in the pocket. Cause I don't believe that Wentz has ever dealt with an ACL injury. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a situation where I think, I think he might, I think he might need some more time to get ready. A lot of times with these, um, you know, anybody coming off an ACL, there's, it, it, I know that people are back on the, you're coming to, you're, you're in the middle of an ACL rehab, right? Three months, baby. Three months. But I feel like the ACL injury, while people are back on the field in nine months, they're not fully healthy until about 15 or 16 months. No, that's right. That's what Dr. James Andrews said. That's what any sort of orthopedic surgeon that's worth the salt will say. Um, my orthopedic surgeon, the uh, Syracuse basketball team doctor, by the way, uh, said, said, yeah, it's a year at, at the least. People can get back out there in nine months. But um, it's, a, it's, I mean, you're recreating your, your ligament that holds your knees together, your knee and, right. your, and your shin bone together. So, yeah, it's not going to be something where you, you sprain your ankle and you're out there in, in a month or something. So, And um, as you point out, more than the, the sort of physical, it's the mental. Is he going to be willing to sort of lead the pocket and make a cut when he has to and, yep. and not be thinking about all that and thinking about while he's standing in the pocket, is someone going to hit him low and then he throws an interception? And, and all that together makes me think, you sort of hinted at it earlier, I think the Rams are sort of the favorite 
partly in big part because of what they've been doing this offseason. But also, you don't know what you're going to have in Carson Wentz and when he's going to be in the, in his right mind. And the Eagles won with Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, but let's not pretend that Come on now. he's not going to make them great over the course of, you know. He's not going to make Philly great again. He made Philly great again. Yeah. No, I mean, it was fantastic what he did in the Super Bowl. But I like, that, I like that fist bump. People won't be able to see that, but you did a fist bump. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's. He was fantastic in the Super Bowl, and he played amazing. But I don't think anyone – there's no way he's leading the Eagles to 11 wins next season if he plays the whole year, is he? No. 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 Uh, yeah, the Rams, the Rams the Rams, and the Vikings are probably the, the number one favorite right now. It's funny. It, it feels like the Vikings are flying under the radar after signing Kirk Cousins, mostly because the Rams are busy and, and because people are worried about Carson Wentz. But is there any chance – is there any chance that the Vikings are going to be worse than they were last year? Yes, yes, totally. Because Kirk Cousins could could lay a turd, couldn't he? Kirk Cousins, yeah, well, let's ask that. Could the Vikings be worse? By the way, I did this rundown. Um, did We did the inaugural podcast last week, right, last Monday? Last, last Sunday night, yeah. Um, do you, did you realize at the time that I only came up with five topics? <laughs> <laughs> you have been one to uh, over-promise on more than one occasion. That's right, the beer situation. Um <laughs> well, I wrote down a list. I, I literally thought I wrote down six topics for this very podcast and I only had five. So let's, let's, let's do that too. Could the Vikings be worse next year? Yes, of course they can be worse. Kirk Cousins was awesome in 2017, I thought. Uh, but at the same time. Wait, you thought Kirk Cousins was awesome last season? Yeah, given all the thing, the stuff that was going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him. He had yeah. a better statistical season the year before. Yeah, statistically he was but, better, but I thought he was a better quarterback last year. All the, he did, yeah, no, you're right. But you're adjusting to a new team. You're adjusting to a new city. Uh, the weight of the expectations of that contract are on you. You're adjusting to a new offensive coordinator. You're adjusting to new skill position guys. You know, life is totally different, and you'll have a full offseason for it. But you just don't slot over, change teams, and magically, you know, continue – uh, you know, from a statistical standpoint, the Vikings will be getting Dalvin Cook back, but they were, um, fairly, you know, they lost him, but they were fairly lucky from a health standpoint. I think they're, I don't think their defense lost many games at all last year. And so, yeah, you could see some injuries on defense, lose some, lose some guys there. Maybe the offensive line doesn't play up to snuff and, and maybe the Vikings are worse. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is healthy the whole season. Aaron Rodgers comes back. Matthew Stafford, Matt Patricia, now a, a couple in Detroit. So you don't know what that's gonna what's gonna happen there. Matt, uh, Matt Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, the expectations. I think the Bears are pretty are high. Be good. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they they have a lot of good players, and it was just easy to make fun of John, John Fox. But now that he's gone, and I think um, Nagy's going to be interesting there, Matt Nagy. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure in, in addition to the pressure that comes with being the defending NFC North champs. Yeah. And, you know, they won't have to worry about hosting a Super Bowl again this time, but you still got to, you know. Show up. There'll be pressure, yeah. Do, would you would you rather have the Vikings or the Rams if you were picking NFC? Oh, get out of here. The Rams. Really? By far? Yeah. Why? I, you I, Well, Sean McVay's in year number two, and he did some pretty amazing things. Mike Zimmer's awesome. Mike Zimmer is awesome. But would you I, rather have Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? I'd rather have Kirk Cousins and Sean McVay's offense. <laughs> yeah, that would be that. Uh, I like Jared Goff. I, I think he, I mean, he took huge leaps. We don't really know how good he is because he had to play for Jeff Fisher in year one, and Jeff Fisher is where careers go to die. Uh, I mean, Ty Gurley was terrible playing for Jeff Fisher, so I Everybody think was. year two year two under Sean McVay will be a bigger sort of uh, window into how good Jared Goff can be. Um, maybe I'd even take him slightly over Kirk Cousins. I don't think Kirk Cousins is overrated. Cause I think for 2018 you, you would take Cousins. 
for the long haul you would take golf? Maybe. I, I have to think about it. But I, I think Cousins got a bad rap in D.C. It's sure. weird because he was both underrated and overrated in Washington, depending on when you were yelling at him. But I think the, you know, as you point out, there's upheaval. He's got to go to a new team and blah, blah, blah. So I, right now, yeah, I, I love the Rams, capital L-O-V-E. Would you rather have the Rams skill position guys? So that's Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. What's that? Cooper. Cooper Cup. Great name. And uh, who the hell are they running out of tight end? Uh, what's his name? Everett? Oh, yeah, Gerald Everett. And um, yeah. Or would you rather have Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, yeah, Adam Vi- The Vikings. Okay, you rather the Vikings. Rather the yeah. Rams offensive line, I think. Yeah, but I mean. And then would you rather have the Vikings defense or the Rams defense? Uh, I, I mean, throw, throw, throw up a, you know, flip a coin. No way. I'd rather have the Vikings. Dude. I mean, they got Sue. They just got um, Akeem Talib and, and Marcus Peters. What could go were... wrong? What could go wrong? Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. There's no way that locker room could explode into a Yeah, but a Wade giant Phillips is so lovable, it's hard not to, to want yeah. to make it. No, I think they'll be good. I mean, like, those guys all fit what Wade Phillips does well. But the Vikings have been. They're to... good. They're great. I mean, yeah. they're really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. The Vikings are the new Seahawks. They're, yeah, they're going to be excellent year in and year out for the next. Although five. I don't know how Prisco would feel about comparing Kirk Cousins to to Russell Wilson. He might like it. He hates Kirk Cousins, doesn't he? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, Kirk Cousins is a pocket passer, so maybe he likes him. Yeah, although he has a noodle arm, so that could set back Pete. It, it baby hands. He's got baby hands. That's what he said about Sam Darnold. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of NFC contenders, does Thomas Day's suspension? mean the Panthers are out of that top shelf of contenders. No, no, he's 35, 36. He's been around since 2005. I mean, he's had a great career, but he's had 47 knee injuries that he's come back from, and he's been you know, fantastic. I think the bigger issue is sort of how he feels it, it reflects on his legacy because he does so much for the Charlotte community. He does a lot for um, you know people who are less well-off than, than he is, obviously, and I think he was really broken up by the fact that he uh, – was suspended four games for substance abuse violation, whatever it was. And I remember reading, I didn't watch the Instagram video posted, but reading his comments. And I was like, dude, I don't care if you got caught taking a, a banned substance because at the end of the day, you earn your living running full speed into fat guys for three hours a week. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> it's not like you're working at the bank and, you know, in charge of a bank teller window. So, would that yeah, bother you? I mean, if you're, would it bother you if your teller was on? I don't steroids. think so. Maybe they would work faster, you know? So, yeah, I don't think it affects the on-the-field stuff so much. He's gone for four games. I mean, Tom Brady missed four games two years ago. They did it. They did okay, if I recall. I wouldn't want my bank teller getting high. <laughs> like, Not on his own supply. Anymore. Bro, just being stoned. I wouldn't want him having a, a an addiction that he needs to feed because then he would well, need money eventually. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, a lot of NFL guys smoke, and depending on where you are, it's – well, the NFL obviously frowns upon it, but if you're oh, yeah. you know. no, no, but I have no problem with Thomas Davis is smoking weed. Um, I don't, but like to your point, I don't even care if NFL players use steroids. Yeah, I mean, we remember when Greg Doyle, our buddy at CBS, who's now the Indy Star, caught some flack because he said that Peyton Manning should be allowed to do steroids so he could return after the neck injury. And people <laughs> yeah, I, got I do remember that. Yeah, and I'm Stop like, it. yeah, I don't care. That's fine by me. I mean, <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think if Peyton could do it, that would make it easier for everyone else in terms of being a trailblazer. But, well, uh, yeah, you play a sport where you're literally sacrificing your body for a living. 
Well, I think people, it's, it's insane though that like, um, these guys will get, cause I'm thinking back to Julius Peppers suspension and Peppers was on that list, uh, the Peyton Manning list when he was, um, when he was, uh, when he was at the Packers. But then in 2002, Peppers served a four game suspension while he was with the Panthers the first time for the policy on banned substances. And that was as a rookie. And no one gives one bleep. Like yeah. he, he's now, he's going to waltz into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. No one's going to flinch at the thought of that four game suspension. And, and by the way, I mean, he gives Hall of, he gives Hall of Fame speech with the needle in his arm and no one would care. <laughs> they really wouldn't. Um, and now he's like coming back for the Panthers, you know, for a, a, a finale, finale season in, in 2018. I think Carolina can be pretty good. The Davis, I, dude, the, the thing that, that's sneaky about the Davis injury that might actually help them. Suspension. Yes, yeah, suspension. Sorry, did I say injury? Yeah, yeah. his feelings are hurt. That means he, anything. Yeah, he injured himself on a, on a, on a semestrogen. Um, the thing about that suspension that might help them is four games means he's not going to get hurt in those four games. There you go. If they're making a run late in the season, Davis should be fresher. He'd have a chance to, to, you know, to be healthy for the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, I, whatever. I'm not, I don't, I don't care one bit about it. I, I, I agree with you, like, from the legacy standpoint, nobody's going to care. Six no. weeks into the season, no one's going to give one bleep. Um, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, two things. One, Luke Keekley's more important than Thomas Davis. Yeah. Question mark. And number two, does this change at all the the Panthers draft plans late in the first round? Would they now we've seen on our mock drafts anyway, wide receiver, offensive line. Would there be any chance they would consider a, an inside linebacker because the inside linebacker is really deep? Um one, Luke Kuechly is infinitely more valuable right. than Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis has had by the way, Thomas Davis didn't make a Pro Bowl until twenty fifteen at the age of thirty two. But he's now made the Pro Bowl three years in a row. Um not as good a year last year. As he'd been the two years prior, but still a very good player. Luke Keekley is the best linebacker in football and the be- one of the best, one of the top five defensive players in football when he's healthy. The concussions are a concern. If he goes out, that defense changes dramatically. And if he misses time, the Panthers will not be great on defense. So yes, he's much better. The, I don't think that they'll draft for need with Davis because they have Shaq Thompson there too. Um, but I do think you could see them go in any any direction with this draft. And, and it's hard to know exactly what they'll do because Marty Herney is back in charge of the draft for the first time since being fired uh, a long time ago. I think what, uh, after – what was he fired? Like after 2012 or something like that? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. So um, Marty Herney, the, the guy who drafted Jimmy Clausen, um, yeah. would he draft Mason Rudolph? <laughs> To bring a full circle. He might. He may, no, not in the first round, I don't think. He was, yeah, he got fired after 2012. Um, if you look back at the Panthers' history of draft picks, not to dive into this because we're approaching the time limit here, but um, when Herney was there, Herney actually drafted a lot of, you know, he drafted. He started strong and he finished very, very poorly. No, he finished strong, actually. He drafted Cam Newton and Luke Keekley in back to back. Oh, he years. drafted Keekley. Yeah. Who was the guy that, who was the Florida State defensive end he traded up for and gave a first that round was pick? A, yeah. So it was Everett Brown. Everett Brown. Um, and Jimmy, so in back to back years, in Everett Brown, he traded a future first. Right. To, to draft Everett Brown in the second round when he fell. And Everett Brown has seven career sacks. That was 2009. 
Um, There's still time. The pick that was used, I think it was eventually like Joe Staley, who would be the starting left tackle for the Panthers. Never heard of him. Yeah, right? And then uh, he also traded a future first to uh, trade to move up and get Jimmy Clausen. I think. Oh no, no, no! They did. No, no, no! Jimmy was just there. He took him. (laughs) He'd use a few. He traded. He traded a future first to draft to move up and get Jeff Ota. Oh right! In the the first round in '08, and then in 2009, he had Everett Brown really high on his draft board, but he didn't have a first round pick, so he couldn't get him. So he traded another future first to move up and get him. That's right. And it all sort of you know collapsed and resulted in in a bunch of bad seasons. 2010 was Jim McClellan, and then, thank God, Cam Newton fell into their lap in 2011. That's correct. And then John Fox got fired, Ron Rivera was hired, and then uh, Marty Herney relieved of his duties. Back again. But I think you can see him go in any direction. You know, he's got – look, I mean, what's crazy is that Julius Peppers, Thomas Davis, uh, Ryan Khalil, and Cam Newton and Luke Keekley are really – that's like the core of the Panthers, right? And yep. Marty Herney drafted them all the first time he was with the team. So I think you can see him go in any direction. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised by anything. I wouldn't be surprised by a wide receiver because they feel like they need to help Cam or a tackle. I feel like it'll be more of a, a need pick by Marty Herney, but I, I don't, I don't think, I would, I don't think you'll see them chase after Thomas Davis. Um, I would put the Panthers in the second tier of NFC contenders right now. Uh, probably pick them to go third in that division. What say you? Ooh. All right. Well, have to wait and see. You're not going to tell me where you would slot them? Oh, no, that's that's fair. <laughs> I thought you were saying you have to wait and see, Brad. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay, I feel like they could go 0-16 or they, they could win. They'd go 8-8. Eight and eight. I yeah. don't feel like they're going to turn a corner this season. Yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? I mean, they were so terrible last year defensively that they can't be worse there, and they've made some additions there. But, yeah, a third sounds about right, but you never know what the Falcons are going to do. The Saints feel like they finally turned the corner because they were average for four or five years. See, I feel like the Saints and the Falcons are – have established themselves as teams that are going to be competitive in that conference, in that division, as yeah. long as the quarterback's healthy. But, I mean, so are the Panthers. I think we maybe slept on the Panthers last year, too, at this time, yeah, the lead maybe. up to the season. And maybe. they sort of they sort of flew under the radar. And um, maybe that's how they like it. But, yeah, I, I feel I feel more comfortable that the Panthers could do better than the Falcons right now. But, mm. I mean, Interesting. Yeah, what do we know? We don't know anything. That's why we're talking about sports for 30 minutes. All right, that's Ryan Wilson, Ryan Wilson underscore 07 on Twitter. I'm Will Brinson, Will Brinson on Twitter. And you can follow the podcast at Pick6Pod. You know we got a new subscriber over the weekend? My dad, Bob Brinson. Shout out to Bob. Listen to two two 30-minute podcasts that featured his own son talking uh, about sports. By the oh. way, you've been doing this for ten years. He's sort of late to the, the Brinson podcast game. That's, that's fair, but I got him. I got him, I, I took his phone. I subscribed. I said, "Download it, check <laughs> oh, it out, see what you think." <laughs> um, so you too, tell your parents to subscribe, to download, and to listen, and uh, subscribe, rate, review, and we will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah.